Welcome back to the CMB Sports Show. I'm your host, Braylon Brakefield. With me, my friend, co-host, Cole Lepchitz. Cole, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Um, back up here in the in Nova, Northern Virginia. Feels good to be back. Uh, I had a pretty good visit back home. Um, I feel like I was there forever, even though I was only there for two weeks. I feel like I was doing something like every day. Uh, but that's the way it's got to be during the holidays. Got to see all the peeps. Yeah, uh, holidays kind of suck. You know <laughs> why you say that? It's just a lot of moving around. It is a lot, dude. It's like I need a vacation from like my holiday vacation. You know? Yeah. I feel like that should I, be. I wish we could just spread it out more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, I, you know, like the Christmas, Christmas with the cranks. Uh, I feel like they were kind of onto something. You know, going on the cruise during Christmas, I feel like that's kind of a a um, high IQ move. Um, especially, you know, spend Christmas Day with the fam and then go on a cruise. I mean, then you're getting the best of both worlds. But just yeah, some rest like, relaxation. I'm living like four Christmases but squared. Like me and Kelly yeah. both having four parents. It's uh, just a lot going on. But that is a lot. I only got to do it like twice a year. That's true. But uh, we can start with the sad stuff. Go and get that out of the way. The Bill safety, Demar Hamlin, of course. Prayers up for him. I just feel like yeah, we would. Sure. That's something you know we don't really have to harp on. Just because I feel like a ton of people have been talking about it the last twenty four hours. It's really all I've seen. Uh, but like we should at least say something and you know at, at the end of it it's a scary situation at the end of it guys like ryan clark and like dan orlovsky i saw hit some clips from him today and those guys crushed it like they handled it about as well as anyone could especially ryan clark you know he is he showed why he's a professional and you know most people that are thrown to the fire like that can't really kind of like a sink or swim type moment and he he crushed it Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Dan Orlovsky hitting the prayer today on the show, pretty cool. Um, I mean, you know, I think uh, I think it was Laura Rutledge maybe that said it, but talking about how you know it's obviously an unfortunate uh, you know moment in football history, but kind of seeing the world come together for this one guy's life is uh, pretty awesome to see. Um, you know, I hope he uh, he makes it and uh, hopefully can come back. You know, I think any any kind of – we're, you know, waiting on any kind of news, I guess. I guess the last is we've heard is that he's still in critical condition. Um, and, yeah, this is like one of those freak things, man, that makes sports scary. Um, I think, like they said last night, that uh, this is the first time they've seen the ambulance on the field like that. You know, that in itself is scary and then – you know, at the time you didn't know what was really going on and watching the game. And after it, everything unfolded and the teams left the field, that's when you knew, man, it was it was something serious. So prayers up, good vibes, you know, whatever whatever you want to do for the guy. I mean, that's they need it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then you had people that didn't land the mark very well, like the boy Skip Bayless. And I've seen a ton of people 
like trying to explain his side of it today and kind of defend him and it's just like i get what he was saying but in the moment you just have to be able to read the room and like just be a human for a second don't be this robot that like you're programmed to only talk about sports just like he his excuse today was he doesn't read twitter he just tweets it's like well that's a problem that's not, you shouldn't just be firing sense. off tweets yeah without being able to see everything going on he make and a lot of people are saying well he goes back and he defends it in his the next tweet today he says his you know that he sent out that tweet after his boss had called him the boss of fox you know is calling him saying hey your tweet is getting a lot of backlash and he doesn't even know like you can't you shouldn't be on these platforms if you can't work them or yeah. you know just read it just you can't even read twitter like read the tweets coming at him because there was i don't know if you scrolled through the mentions on that there were a lot of blue check marks firing back at him a lot of big names oh yeah big perk was one of them and like shannon sharp not coming into work today over it to where he doesn't even know if he's gonna if he wants to come back and do a show and they, that's one of the biggest shows fox has yeah and sharp shannon sharp's as good as they get too oh yeah for sure for sure i uh yeah dude's a bum i mean i think he's he's always kind of been pretty bad um as you know i mean just being like a person i like i'm i remember when he said he wouldn't have mike mccarthy as a coach because he was fat like it's like stuff like that man like what does that have to do with anything what does you know finishing this game like why why would you even say that in that moment you know if you wanted to come on the show and be like you know man i wish they they could have found a way to finish the game i understand it was a you know tough thing to see for everybody on the field like okay you say that and everybody's like okay maybe yeah like you're you have the right to say that the day the next day but like right as it's happening you're saying they should finish this game like this is ridiculous and you're sitting on your couch in your comfort like not cool i i totally you know i i see i i don't want to say I, I would say you know like i'm not defending him at all but i mean i could see what he was thinking but to put that out in the world is like what are you doing like you should have some kind of self-awareness to where you're like yeah that's not a good thought that's like an intrusive thought i'm not gonna this isn't something i should act on kind of deal yeah i mean that i literally think he's just a robot and just like his entire life he's just been trying to do things one way he just doesn't have that human aspect of it yeah but other than that we had this is the best college football playoff we've ever had like and we're two games we still got one game left it uh which game do you want to talk about first um let's go with the one that i watched in its entirety um the tcu michigan game um i mean wow wow it was incredible. I mean, I, I didn't think, you know, I thought that Michigan would be able to kind of lean on them, lean on TCU um, throughout the game. It's kind of what you see that Michigan's style of teams do, um, but they did not. TCU really didn't let them. Michigan kind of had a weird game plan, I thought, um, not – you know a lot of weird situational calls but i mean tcu took it and ran with it um so i mean it's not like a knock against tcu that michigan 
was doing sus things like our TCU capitalized on all of it. So, um, I mean, shout out to them for real. Like, it's crazy. It is, and you look at like there's really a 21 point swing with two pick sixes and then a touchdown overturn that turned into a you know fumble on the one yard line, and then you know the we have to retire the Philly special. Nobody falls for it anymore. No, like you can't just keep running the same play, uh, the trick, same trick play over and over and over. That the Eagles did this in the Super Bowl. Every player <laughs> on the field saw. has seen that ran. Everybody's seen it. But I mean, just it was an awesome game. Like just two teams just throwing haymakers back and forth. Max Duggan is just not the most talented guy on the planet. Not the biggest. Not the fastest. He's just figuring it out. Garrett Riley is very good, too, as an offensive coordinator. Yep. Then you have uh, the wide receiver, Quentin Johnson. He is going to be a stud in the NFL. Like 6'4", runs a four yeah. four forty. He catches every jump ball. Yeah, like in the Kansas State game, over half their plays were probably just jump balls to him. And like 90% of the time they are working. There's just nothing you can do yep. about it. And Duggan's just tough, man. Like he's just, yeah, he's just got that, he's got dog that grit. Yeah, I mean, he's not, like you said, he's not anything particular. He probably really won't even be, you know, much of a NFL, sorry, NFL quarterback, um, you know, back up here and there. He's probably a smart guy, so he can handle a playbook and, and be a solid backup. But, you know, as far as measurables, he's probably not the most impressive guy you'll, you'll see. But, that being said, he's got a lot of that Taylor Heineke in him where, you know, he don't care. He don't care about that stuff. Like, he's getting out. He's going out there to get a win. And whatever he's got to put his body through to do it, he's going to do it. Yeah, I saw he was interviewed by part of my take, and I didn't get to watch all of it. But I saw some bits and pieces, and I know at one point, Big Cat was just like, dude, that was awesome when your team literally had to, like, pick you up off the ground in the championship game he was like dude i was just completely out of gas like i had given everything i could on that last drive i literally couldn't hardly pick myself up and he's just he's that guy like i said to you when we were watching the game together for a minute he's like a more talented jake coker like if jake coker had a better arm or maybe a more accurate arm more, a little more athletic. yeah i don't know man yeah i was gonna say jake coker's got an absolute missile but yeah you know, I mean, he didn't have. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really know how to describe what he didn't have. He just didn't have it. But he, he was a competitor. For sure, he's not scared to put his head down, get in the mix. And uh, I mean, do you think this changes Harbaugh's situation at all? I know he's. Yeah, I think been so. Rumored with some NFL jobs. I th- I think it does. I I think um, you know. I think that the window of opportunity is there for him uh, to make the jump back to the NFL. Uh, he carried Michigan kind of back. Um, I mean, two straight playoff appearances is nothing to, you know, nothing to uh, like just brush off like that's a major accomplishment. Um, I don't know, you know. I mean, I it depends on what's he what he personally is in it for, which is impossible for any of us to call. But. I think that it would be a good opportunity for him to make the jump to NFL, and I mean, he really wouldn't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. 
I think it's justified. I don't think he would get much uh, backlash. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, what more could he really do? I mean, he could win one at Michigan, but I just feel like it. it's tough. Um, you know, you're in the bad side of the Big East. The playoffs are about to just get 10 times harder. Like, you know, I mean, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, even if he wins one at Michigan, you know, after that, if he was to leave, there would st- people would still have something to say about it. Like yeah. nobody, the fan base is never going to be okay with you leaving. So you might as well go. You know, you're getting a better job with the NFL. Like if he was to get offered the Saints job, I think you have to take that. Got to. The Saints are one of the best franchises in the NFL. They have one of the best fan bases. You know, they basically stretch the entire Southeast. Like it's, if you're anywhere in the southeast, you either root for the Saints or the Falcons. That's pretty much it. Yep. And, I mean, I just think you would have to take that, especially if you get in there, which the Saints won't get you a good quarterback. But get in there, you know, get a maybe get in there next year. Try to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or one of those guys, because I know the Eagles have their first round pick this year, so they're not getting a good quarterback this year. Yeah. And. I don't know. I think if I'm him, I don't know what I would do. But I wouldn't blame him for going to the NFL. No, not at all. Not at all. And, I mean, I still think that um, – I think that uh, Jameis Winston um, is serviceable for a year until you find somebody or you can make a deal with somebody to get somebody there. I've seen some, like, weird rumors about Tom Brady going there. I don't really know why. Um Something about Sean Payton as well. So I don't know. I just TikTok things, but it was a decent, you know, like account that I saw it from. So I don't know. Maybe he was just stating the rumor, but um, so that would be weird. But I mean, it also makes it um, not about Tom Brady, but just how it kind of shows like how much they have going on there uh, for like Harbaugh to go there. Um, so you know, you never know. Um, but like. I mean, Harbaugh is not one to shy away from plucking a a good quarterback. I mean, he made it. Uh, he had Alex Jones, or not Alex Jones, Alex Smith, um, and was super competitive with him. Had Con Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, dude, the dude can coach, uh, and he can build a staff. So definitely something to think about for him. But yeah, I, th- I think if there's any time to do it, it's now. I don't. I don't see any reasons to not uh like just to hang on to michigan unless that's just what he wants to do unless he just wants to hang out at michigan for the for the rest of his career i think he could definitely do that um but i just don't i think it'd be a good time to move on before you're hated you know move on while you're still loved yeah and uh like could you imagine this scenario you know his brother knocks him out him and his brother play against each other in the Super Bowl. His brother beats him. Mm-hmm. There's rumors that Lamar Jackson's not coming back. Yep. Could you imagine if he goes to one of these big jobs and signs Lamar Jackson from his brother and just starts running the same system that his brother's running with him I'm, and just gives Lamar the bag and takes care of him? I mean, could it could happen. Like, it, why? you know, why not? I want somebody to tell me why not. I mean, that's the... You know who I can't remember. I want to say that coordinator that he had in with Colin Kaepernick. 
is somewhere. He's still in the league. He's still out there and about. I, I just can't remember where he's at at the moment. I knew it like five weeks ago, but, you know, Christmas and stuff. Um, I just can't remember. But, no, he's still out there. So, I mean, imagine they, they put together a super squad and get all the boys out there. You still got Taysom Hill there who would be awesome to have with Lamar. I mean, think about the stuff you could do. Um, just crazy creativity. Uh, that would be awesome. But the uh, the other game, the not cap of Georgia and Ohio State, one of the best games that there has been in the playoff. I mean, you know, Georgia's down 14 with like 10 minutes left, 8 minutes left, down 6 with 1 minute left. A minute 3, I think, is when they got the ball back. And Ohio State still has time to, you know, make a drive at the end and you know, miss a 50-yard field goal, which was... I think we've been, like, kind of jaded on how hard it is to kick a field goal because you watch a lot of these guys, they're very good at it. 50 yards is half the field. And, you know, it's almost like you see a guy set up for it and it's like, well, this should should go in. But even worse than that, the guy was 11 for 11 on kicks from 40 to 49 yards. He was 0 for 2 in 50-yard field goals. If they could have got him one yard. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just made a 45 uh, before that. Yeah, a 40. I think, I think it was a 48-yarder. Yeah. So, mm. and you know, it looks way worse than what it is because you think about like if you don't have the leg to kick it fifty yards, oh he big- you're just gonna go out there, dude. And you just kick it with everything you got, and just hope it goes that way. Yeah, he barrel hooked it. Uh, it had the distance from what it looked like, but he, I mean, it was a double in the gap, like yeah, barrel. He had hooked. that hook. Yeah, that was a like a lefty softball hit in the left center. Gap. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, from the goalpost, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know. I didn't. I didn't get to see the end of the game. I fell asleep. Um, I was. I got up for all you haters. Cole, how could you? How could you not finish the game? What are you a lightweight? Whatever. No, <laughs> I was um, completely sober. I was driving the next day to Virginia. Um. So I don't want to hear no. I don't want to hear no lip. Okay, I had to you know ensure the safety of my of my family. And Lizzie, and uh, who's the my cat, and uh, you know we had a safe trip, uh, so you're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really hated to turn it off. It was really hard because I knew that Georgia was going to make a comeback. Um, when I turned it off, I think Ohio State was up like 11. So I'm like, I'm pumped, man. I'm like, I can't sleep. Like I have to turn it off. I can't fall asleep with it on, or I'll just stay up and watch it. Um, so that was super frustrating for me, but no, I, Ohio State, um, I, I really was happy to finish the year off with a good take. I thought that they had the dudes to do it and they did it. They just didn't, you know, I mean, like the domino just slipped the other way at the end of the game. And, uh, I mean, it is what it is, but I felt really good, um, watching Ohio State kind of hang around with them because, According to, you know, nerds and, like, 247, like, roster ratings and stuff, like, Ohio State had the better roster. Um, 
you know, very underrated uh, because they got blown out by Michigan at home. You know, rivalry game. I don't really know what I don't really know what to say. But they sat there for a month and got called soft, and they came out and they were not soft. They played very hard. Um, at times, their defense did look pretty gutless, uh, but then there was times where like Georgia couldn't even move the ball. So it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Which kind of made the game even better. Like you know, just added to like the wow factor of the game because that was that is a that is a instant classic. Um, I would say I, I would put that one right there with um, the Georgia Oklahoma Rose Bowl and the Georgia Alabama um, championship that went into overtime. I would put both. I would put it up there with those. So and you, you don't. I mean, you don't see that. You don't see that in the first round very much. You, it's usually a blowout, especially if it's SEC versus anyone else. Um, it's usually a blowout. It doesn't really matter who it is. So you know, I'm glad that. Uh, both of those games were exciting. I think it kind of backs up to what we both were talking about before the season about NIL kind of kind of balancing everything out. And I mean, you could see it right there. We thought everybody thought all year Georgia was just untouchable. And I mean, they're very. I think that showed that they were very, um, or, or I they were more you know balanced and in line with the rest of the you know top whatever you want to put whatever number you want to put on it. Um, than just being, you know, dominant Georgia. Yeah, they looked beatable. Like for three quarters and ten minutes, Ryan Day coached a perfect game. And I I even said to you, I said Kirby Smart. Now I think Kirby Smart is currently the best coach in college football. Like just the way he dominates the defensive side like better than any other coach like the only other comparison is going to be like Lincoln Riley in the offensive side mm-hmm. but you know like he just he has control of the game he's blitzing four and his schemes are just so good that they're getting to the quarterback every time Ryan Day uh brings in you know he's not going to run the conventional with a running back back there standing next to CJ Stroud he's going to get one of his fullbacks or tight ends or whatever position this guy plays He's two sixty. Who even knows? He's just gonna, he's just gonna park him in front of CJ Stroud and just say, "I know you're gonna get past my offensive lineman, but when they get here, I'm gonna have a second level of defense to give CJ a minute to get away and do something else." And it worked. And TCU has surely they seen that and realized you're not gonna stop Georgia blitzing four with your five offensive linemen. You have to have that second line to block. And give Doug and Tom to work. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I said, you know, Kirby coached great. He calls the timeout, which people were a little controversial about on the trick trick play, the fake punt that worked. And then they ended up going back and saying that he had called the timeout just in time when you watch it real time. might have been uh, a second late. But he was <laughs> running down there before the ball was snapped trying to get the guy's attention. But, I mean, I just don't even know. How you see that, like that's an obsessive amount of film that was watched to see maybe it was personnel or something that was changed that was a little different that he noticed, gets the timeout in. Uh, you know, losing Marvin Harrison kind of flipped the game on its head too. And seeing a lot of people complaining about the targeting call there. And, I mean, he it was a defenseless receiver. But also, you know, there was no head-to-head. 
it was he led with his shoulder. It looks worse in real time than when it did slow down, but that is kind of textbook targeting. I you know because the receiver's defenseless. But what's he supposed to do? Yeah, I like, I thought the same thing. Um, you know, it's a tough spot. I think what would make it not targeting is going for the ball because I feel like he definitely could have would be like your textbook right answer. But I mean, it's a lobbed ball, whatever the guy's running at you. It would be a heck of a play. Um, but I feel like personally, I just feel like it has to be called there. Like, I feel like it's just too blatant of a, of a target. I mean, he's launching his body into the upper half or above. I would I always think about it. If it's like above your, I don't know, like your nipples, maybe like it should be targeting. Like if you're launching your your upper body, shoulder, whatever, head into the other person like that, um, I feel like that's where it gets unsafe. And uh, you know, call me soft, but I mean, if that's the rule, then I would say let's play by it. But you know, whatever. I mean, that's that's up that that makes you know sports great is these unknown variables of, you know, how the refs or the umpires call the game. And it's just part of it. It's just kind of the stuff you control, you can control. And, you know, I feel like Ohio State did a good job handling it. Um, You know, it's rough losing your tight end and your best receiver in the same game. I feel like that happens with Georgia, like, all the time. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, they've played all year without – you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba was supposed to be the number one receiver taken in the draft, and he just kind of no-shows them and, you know, whatever, God, whatever his deal if he is. Plays. And it, then you think about Jeez. George on the same side, too, though. They lost Nolan Smith, you know, a couple weeks ago that was, yeah. I think it was right before the Tennessee game. He was their best player on defense, and that defense is yeah. still pretty good. It, it's crazy to me, too, to think about the Georgia defense because – I don't think it's one of those like legendary defenses, but I think compared to the rest of the country, I think it's you know in that top one percent of defenses, probably like top three, and they could just give up like fifty points. Yeah, like that's how good Ohio State. That's how prepared Ohio State was. That's how good C.J. Stroud, Marvin Harrison Jr. are, because a lot of these. Like, mock drafts have the Ringo kid go and being the first cornerback taken, being, like, top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. He got exposed, exposed by Marvin Harrison. Well, like, I, you know, C.J. Stroud's a baller, first and foremost. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he just looks lackadaisical in the regular season, uh, but I feel like every time I watch him, he plays like an absolute pimp daddy. Yeah, and... You know, we'll get to the Alabama game here in a minute, but to me, Bryce Young made plays to where it was like, okay, well, you know, here's your number one pick. Texans, there's nothing for you to think about. This is the guy. Some of the throws he made was extremely impressive. And then C.J. Stroud comes right behind him and like, you know, yeah. maybe Hello. maybe I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real. It was, it was awesome. Like, I think both of those guys, really, if the Texans, how do you pick between those two? I mean, it's like, to me, I mean, I would go with the size uh, just because, I mean, that's kind of proven as a more sustainable value, I feel like. It's not always the case, but, 
you know, I mean, in a big, rough, tough league, I would I would take the bigger guy if you think of him as equal. Um, but I mean, if you think Bryce Young is that dude, then you, I don't think it's a miss. You know what I mean? It's just more of a risk, I would say. But you know, I feel like C.J. Stroud has the arm talent uh, that could flip your your program or your, I mean, your franchise in you know two to three years. Yeah, I would personally take C.J. Stroud too, but there's there is no gap there. Like that's it would just be preference, like you said. Like if you want the the you know slimy guy that Bryce Young is, to where he just you can't tackle him in the backfield. That's going to help you a lot too. Even though I don't think that'll work yeah. as well in the NFL, just because the guys blitzing you there are faster than you and bigger than you and stronger than you. Yeah. But still, he is his arm talent is up there too. I just think you know Stroud will look better once the pro day rolls around. I think Stroud will be that guy that's airing it out, and you'll we'll see all the clips of him throwing it, you know, seventy yards in there and. All that stuff. So I figured he'll end up going one. But yeah. if Young goes one, I'm not going to debate it or anything. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think either one is because, I mean, I mean, I feel like playing in the SEC, like you're, you're bound to get exposed at some point. And I feel like he never really was uh, just like held mute. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he was just never – I, I feel like it was almost his own personnel sometimes. Like, you know, if, I'm sure that the film may, may show more, but I feel like it was a, a problem all year. We couldn't get guys open, um, and he was still able to drop it in the bucket at times where you're just like, what? Um, so, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think either one is fine. Um, i trying to think what else I saw in that game, that Ohio State game. Um Stetson Bennett is a stud. Nerd. He what happened was he thought he was a gunslinger again, and he got brought down to earth, like on live TV. Like Kirby walked out to him and was like, "Nah, man, just remember who you are. All right, play in the system." But no, I mean, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, he's a he's a he's a good quarterback um, for college. Um, I mean, he does. Everything right? I I don't um, I don't know, man. I mean, he he he's a winner. I don't know. I I don't. I really hate talking good about him, but I gotta I gotta respect him. Uh, he's definitely earned it. Um, I hate him more than anything, but he's a good guy. I mean, he he's a he doesn't he's a little cocky at times, but for the most part, he's a good guy, and you know he does things the right way. I wish he would drop less mics. I think that is total cringe, but you know, you know, if you're doing your thing, do your thing, I guess. Yeah, he in all honesty, he should have been like the story of the year, like mainly last year, but even this year, like the guy was for some reason he's hated too. And like you said, he's a little cringe, but I don't think he does anything that's like over the top to make him like hated. But, you know, maybe it's because he's the quarterback of the best team in the country, you know, back-to-back, fixing to be back-to-back champs. And uh, I don't know, man, but, like, he's a walk-on. You know, he walks on at Georgia. Basically, his role, the only thing he did all year was he was Baker Mayfield on the practice squad. 
before Georgia played Oklahoma that year in the playoffs. And then he leaves Georgia, goes to a small JUCO, comes back, and basically is just like, you know, going to be a backup. Jake, you know, they're, they're With looking Fields. for a quarterback. Right. Yeah, behind Justin Fields. And then, uh, you know, Fields leaves. And then well, he beat, they brought in somebody else. I thought he won the spot. And, they, and then they brought in – he beat out uh, Fields in 2020. And then they brought in JT Daniels. And he beat him out too. I thought Fields was already at the at Ohio State. Or was Fields was it Fields and Fromm? There was Fields somebody Fromm is who overlapped. There was who there was somebody he beat out in twenty twenty. Maybe it was J T Daniels then too. Maybe he beat him out two years in a row. But twenty twenty sets of Bennett started, and, and I remember thinking like because we went to the game that they played in Tuscaloosa, and I remember like this is their guy, like this is the dude. He's like I feel like I could. I mean, I could beat him up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm standing up in the top deck like this guy's like a shrimp. And, you know, of course we beat him. Um, and then the next year he's back and he beats out JT Daniels, who's, you know, USC transfer. You're like, man, this dude's about to be good. And then he doesn't even play except when uh, Stetson's hurt that for that little bit. And uh, carries him to a national championship. And then he's back again. Um, and then rumors have it that he's coming back again. So for his senior citizen year, um, that'd be awesome. <laughs> what if he won it three times? What if he actually came back and they did it yeah. again? I don't know, man. He I mean, it three times. I I that would be crazy. I I mean I feel like though it's even more I I hate that keep hating on him, but like there's been comparisons to AJ McCarron, which okay like I feel no, like it's not a crazy comparison. Those are somewhat fair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like okay, he AJ McCarron was pretty hated by other teams. Like we loved him. Um, I think AJ McCarron's more cooler though. Like just in my opinion, I mean he, just look at his wife. Um, you know, I mean, you don't, you don't get that being a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Um, but don't he have like a big eagle tattoo on his chest or something? Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got some tats. You know, he's probably low key weird, but you know, on the surface, he's cool. So, you know, it is what it is. But no, I think that's a I think that's a, a somewhat fair comparison. But I, I do think that I mean, AJ kind of was was pretty good, and then also had the dudes with him, but. Um, I feel like, you know, maybe a half step down, you got Stetson Bennett. Which, have you seen Stetson Bennett be a field goal, like a holder? He's top notch. He's about as good as it gets. Yeah. So he might he might lock down an NFL job just because he's like the best of the best at holding. And he's a guy, like, he's not a gunslinger. He's just going to go out there and just take care of the ball. Like, to me, he's going to be the perfect backup third string quarterback in the league. Yep. And he'll probably end up making good money doing that. Like he's oh, for sure, dude. Knowing the playbook yeah. and just not screwing up. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll be a good dude to have in the locker room. Like, he's smart. He's not an idiot. He wears, you know, 8 million polo vests at one time. I mean, he's what you want as a backup quarterback. Yeah. His, I was pretty his, disappointed, uh, man. Conference. Um. 
when he went to the Heisman thing, uh, there's a picture of him and he was wearing like eight different shirts all at one time. And I tweeted, I screenshotted him and tweeted it. And I said, you know, from Family Guy, they're like, you know, if you say one more cool thing, you're in. Like in the cool kids. And they were talking to Stewie, which is even hilariouser because <laughs> it's a short guy with a big head. And uh, he goes, I wear long sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts under long sleeve shirts. Zero likes, zero retweets. I'm like, okay, nobody gets it. That's hilarious. Let's move along. You know what I mean? But I thought that was comedy gold. I saw it. I didn't, I didn't get the joke. Yeah, you got to be a, just a real hardcore family guy kind of guy uh, to get it. But, you know, I thought there'd be one, but not Red one. Edge. None of them. Just me, I guess. So what do you think Natty talks? What do you think? Georgia's favored by 13 and a half last I saw. Yeah, man, I think I think it's Georgia uh, to cover. Um, I think it's really close till about the f- end of the third. Big turnover. Georgia takes control, gets a stop, scores again, and then – and then that's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you don't, I think when you pay attention like betting stuff, you just kind of see games differently. And it's like uh, Ohio State played the perfect game against Georgia and still lost. And to me, I think talent-wise, Ohio State's better than Michigan and TCU. I think them losing to Michigan was kind of just a fluke. Like, it just happened. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is the perfect spot to take Georgia again. Even though I probably won't by game time, I'll talk myself into TCU. But if TCU can follow what Ohio State did, they laid the game plan out, how to slow their defense down and give your quarterback time to work. And Ringo ain't going to be able to keep up with Johnson. And, you know, if their defense... Their defense is not very good. If it just does enough, like they were, their defense is unbelievable within the five yard line against yeah. Michigan. Yeah, it was like every time Michigan had to sell for field goals or a turnover. If they could just replicate that, they're going to give Duggan a chance, and maybe this is just the year of Duggan. Who knows? I I mean I would love it. I would love it. I think they have the offensive play caller to get it done. I think they can have a perfect game plan. It's just can they execute it? Because Kirby's going to do, he's going to try his darnest to make you not execute it. You know, like I mean, he's going to know what your game plan is, and he's going to try to exploit it. It's just if they can execute as well. Because I mean, they didn't against Ohio State. I mean, they just straight up could not compete um, on the defensive side. But then again, you're going to have Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp yelling at you for a week straight about how terrible you are. And I think uh, coming off of that game, that's not a defense I'm going to want to see on the other side. Um, But, I mean, TCU's not going to shy away. So that's why I think it'll be close. But I think at the end of the day, Georgia's just going to keep leaning on them until until, it hurts. Yeah, I think TCU is like the obvious play. That's why I think you have to... Just plug your nose and take Georgia by two tutties. 
See, I mean, yeah, because I think it'll be, I think it'll be like 17, maybe even 21. I think there's going to be like some like scores, like a turnover late score kind of deal that where you're like, well, you know, the game was closer than what the score portrays. Did you see the Mississippi State bad beat? Yeah. That. Mississippi State favored by three. Unreal. Three and a half. The other team was up by, the other team was down by three. So the other team was covering they did the whole backyard crap, throwing the ball around. Miss, they were on Mississippi State's side too. Yep. Like they weren't in their own side, and the Mississippi State guy grabs it and runs it back like sixty yards for a touchdown to cover the minus three and a half. And then they. Uh, <laughs> what else? <laughs> that was that was great. Uh, Tulane beating USC. I feel like that's extremely notable just because Tulane went like two and ten last year. Um. I'm not even sure what changed. They still got the same quarterback, as far as I know. Low key, some of the best uniforms in the country. Low high key. I mean, they their colors are great. The green with the light blue and white. And they've got like eight different combos that they go to. Dude, they, they have like four or five different tops and bottoms. They they might be the mid major everything school. They're really good at baseball. They beat Mississippi State a couple years ago. They're really good at football now, this year, we'll say. Um, definitely trending upwards. I mean, you win the Cotton Bowl as a mid-major in the American, like you're going to be good for a couple years. Um, yeah. And you're in New Orleans. And uh, they just beat Memphis in basketball. And I think they're usually pretty solid in the American. So they might be the... the uh, Mid-major version of an everything school. I'll let you talk about Alabama's bowl game. Figured you'd have something to say about that. Yeah, man. They looked. Uh, we looked pretty good. Um, Deuce got us early, and then we just kind of took control, I guess. Um, I mean, Jermaine, I feel like we were doing things with Jermaine Burton that we should have been doing all year. You know, you watch film of him at Georgia. They're giving him one-on-one jump balls, and, and he's running back shoulder fades and stuff. And we just never really got gave him that chance. Um, you know, when we were playing lesser opponents, we kind of did things to get him open, and, um, you know, he could do it. I, I don't really know what the difference is because, I mean, he's proved that he can do it um, in the same conference, like at Georgia. Uh so, you know, that was like, it was good to see, but it was also frustrating. Um, you know, kind of a curtain call for, for Bryce and Will Anderson. And, um, I mean, Jameer Gibbs was only there for a year, you know, but he's gone. Um, Jordan Battle, De- uh, DeMarco Hellums, Brian Branch. I mean, a lot of good players, um, you know that are going on to the NFL, and I wish them luck. And Eli Ricks announced he's going to the NFL. You know, thanks for kind of really nothing. Um, you know, your brother came, so maybe he'll be better. Um, yeah, man, I, you know, um, I said this the other day, and Braylon got me, and it was totally valid. But, you know, I am, I am glad we came out and played because – there's been years where we play the sugar bowl and we lay an egg like we don't want to be there so you know thanks for showing up 
And uh, I will wear that one because I did say that about Auburn. Um, but it's valid. That's a valid argument. Yeah, I just hate bowl games. I don't think bowl games matter at all. Yeah. Like, that doesn't Alabama could have won 100 to nothing and I wouldn't have that wouldn't have changed how I felt about them. Kansas State could have won 100 nothing. That wouldn't have changed the way I felt about either team. Like they're just they're bowl games. Like if you're not playing for the national championship, nothing else, none of that really matters. Yeah. And uh but my big problem with it is I think I saw this a lot because of where I am and there's just a lot of stupid people around that for once I feel like the committee nailed it. I feel like for once we had the best first round of the college football playoff that we've ever had and you couldn't even enjoy it because of people on Facebook saying Alabama should be playing for the national title now. And I'm like, how do you figure? Because you beat Kansas State <laughs> in a bowl game that doesn't matter. Kansas State and TCU, that's a different scenario to where they're in the same conference. It's the same thing to where Kansas State could probably go beat LSU right now. LSU beat Alabama. Like, these same conference games are different. You can throw everything out the window when that happens because these teams know each other like the back of their hand. And... You know, Kansas State played a perfect game against TCU. Also, like I said earlier, like when you know about betting games, like TCU gets beat in their last game. That should have been a guaranteed bet on TCU spot. Kansas State looked better than they have all year against TCU. That should be a guaranteed bet against Kansas State in their next game spot. Yeah. Which is the reason that I said I'll probably end up talking myself into betting Georgia because... TCU looked great. Like, finally, teams are, people are starting to give TCU their flowers. Like, maybe they can hang. You know, the Big 12 was, what, 0-4? Or they were 1-4 in the playoffs before TCU. And then TCU wins their first, you know, their first shot at it. Yeah. And now they're going to finally start getting a little respect, which they're really not with a 13.5-point line. But maybe that's still showing them respect. Maybe that line should have been like 17.5, like you said. Yeah. Maybe closer to 17 or 21. So it didn't shock me that Alabama beat Kansas State by 40. It didn't shock me that Bryce Young looked amazing against them. But that that doesn't translate to Alabama beating TCU. That doesn't translate to Alabama beating Michigan because – TCU beat Michigan and Kansas State beat Tennessee. Like, you just can't play that game. Yeah. Now, I think it is notable that that was Kansas State's, uh, you know, second time playing TCU in the season, which we all know what kind of difficulty that adds. Um, and TCU struggled with Kansas State in the first time they played them. So, I mean, it was, just, I guess, a bad matchup the whole year. So, you know, I mean, it is frustrating as an Alabama fan. Uh, you know, you you thump TCU. I mean, Kansas State, and you're like, man, this team beat TCU. But you know, I mean, I feel like that's natural. I feel like it's natural to feel like that. Uh, but to go out and and say things, you know, um, the day of, like, I mean, I don't know. I probably just keep it keep it to yourself, kind of deal. You know what I mean? You don't want to embarrass yourself um, because it's like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, somebody getting, you know, mad about, 
not being uh, like the final two, you know, in like the election process. You know what I mean? It's like, well, like it just didn't happen for you. It's over now. Like, let's move on. Let's focus on 2024. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's time to move on. You know, I, I mean, I, I wish we could have made it. I wish we would have beaten Tennessee or LSU and we're in. Like, it, it's that easy. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't really have, you know, regrets or anything like that. Like, I still think Alabama had the squad to do it. We just didn't do it. Like, I still think that Alabama could have had a shot at winning a national championship. Um, but you got to win, you got to win big games. And two of our biggest rivals hadn't beaten us in 10 years in their own house. And they did it both at the same time. So, I mean, it is, you know, it, it is what it is. If that's what it takes to keep us out of the playoff, then... I mean, it's almost like you kind of have to just look at yourself and smile. Like, okay. Like, all right, that's fine. We can live with it. Yeah, because the committee, it isn't like the committee, the committee is dying to get Alabama in the playoffs. For sure. They're dying to get Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, like Clemson. Those teams have to play their way out of the playoff to whereas another team like TCU had to do, they went undefeated in a you know a power five conference lost their conference championship game in or on the last play it was on a two-point conversion wasn't it yeah or overtime yeah so overtime and and then bama loses twice in the regular season or even play for the conference championship and there was still a debate about alabama getting in over them like i don't feel bad for alabama fans when it comes to the playoff because those four, when the you know preseason rankings for next year come out, it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan, or Clemson. Like you're already there. Yeah, it's yours. So it's yours to lose every year. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, every time. To whereas those other schools, like I said before, if TCU has Oklahoma's logo on, they're in no question. Because of his TCU, you know they've got twelve thousand students. They did everything they could to make an argument to keep them out mm-hmm. and to put Alabama in. And now, you know, TCU showed they can hang. Don't really matter how big your school is or how big your stadium is. They can hang with anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, I I wish I could say that uh, you know, we'll be we'll be there next week or next year. I I don't know because. Uh, we currently don't have a quarterback that's proven anything. Um, so that's always uh, nerve-wracking to go into a season with. One thing I do want to say um, about people who maybe should have deserved uh, another look at it is uh, Tennessee with Joe Milton. Um, Joe Milton is probably your next dude uh, in the NFL. I don't know. You know, Hopefully he pans out. like That dude is massive. One, two, has an absolute rifle on his arm um you know i said they don't tennessee doesn't have hinnon hooker they should be automatically disqualified from any kind of talks and um that was probably the worst take of the year or like most under uh, you know i had a bunch of bad takes last year but like that one was because like joe milton is that dude like i would like watching them play in the orange bowl i'm like oof yeah, maybe Tennessee yeah, fans so should be mad. But, like, not, you know, I, I want to say that Tennessee, yeah, I mean, they also lost twice. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they beat Bama. I could understand an argument now to be over Bama, whatever. 
it's over. You're not. So LOL. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, I think Joe Milton is that guy. So it's like, but I don't expect, I didn't, I don't think like Tennessee fans knew that he was that guy. I don't want to hear that. Uh, because nobody really did. Um, even Jim Harbaugh didn't really know. Um, that's why he transferred. So, how do you like a guy like that walk though? Let's be real. That dude's a I don't specimen. Think he's that good. Like I, think you don't think he's, he's that a good? Freak of nature. I think he's a freak of nature, like freakishly talented. I just want, I would have to see him do it like consistently, almost like a Ryan Mallet is the vibes I get. A more athletic Ryan Mallet. Like he okay. can absolutely throw the tits off the ball. But <laughs> you have to be able to do that for fifteen weeks in a row in college football too, for it even matter. Yeah. It's that's true. Well, not not necessarily you could be Will Levis. Um but you know, it I don't know. Uh I'm sure he'll go to the Jets, um or something. So He'd fit right in. I don't know. Yeah, it would be on brand. <laughs> but I'm trying to think if there was anything else, anything else from yesterday that I saw. Um, Got basketball. I think uh, both of our teams look above average. I think Alabama's look really good so far. Yeah, they're up uh, right the now. Miller kid is, uh, the Miller kid is special. Yeah. Uh, Auburn is just kind of missing that go-to score that we had with Jabari last year. But honestly, I don't think that really hurts you just because, you know, sometimes it's those teams that can spread it around four or five guys getting 12, 15 points. Yeah, for sure. I think that's when, when Auburn will kind of dominate. And they they got John I and Wendell who can both go get you a bucket whenever. And if Wendell's on, he's unguardable. Yeah, it's tough to guard him. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, Alabama's – really good this year uh but as far as Auburn goes I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be have to work more as a team um that's kind of where Alabama's been the past couple years and I've still been very happy with our teams for the most part we turned the ball over a bunch but we play as a team and that makes you tough to beat especially at home so I mean I don't think it's like a disappointment you know like yeah you want to make you want to have like a lottery pick every year it's just it doesn't doesn't necessarily work like that for schools like Auburn and Alabama um it's possible but at the moment it it's uh, pretty tough to do so um, i think kentucky isn't as good as we thought they were going to be yeah tennessee looks pretty good uh from the little bit i saw earlier i hadn't really watched them a ton i've really only watched alabama play and i've watched um i've watched uconn play a bunch just because they're like scary to watch it's like how are these dudes that big? Which they did lose one, but um, after I watched them play Alabama, I was like, okay, we might need to watch them. They might be really good. Um, they're big. They're huge. Them and buddy. Purdue are both big. I thought Alabama was big, and then they played UConn, and we couldn't score. They're so big. I was like, yeah, I don't think we got it. So I don't know. I think uh, I watched North Carolina play the other day. They looked. Kind of get, like they're getting back on their flow. Like they might, you know, come back and be a sleeper if you're into betting. I feel like they might be undervalued. Um, I don't. I haven't really paid attention to their lines, but um, I'm sure they'll be undervalued by Vegas until they get caught up, just because they started so bad. But 
Yeah, man, that's really all I got. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything in the baseball news. I don't think so. I do know that uh, the Capitals beat the Rangers four to nothing. I just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, we could also both of our hockey teams are slightly above average as well. It's a good feeling because we started terrible. Oh, I got something else. I got something else. Um, two things actually. Benching. Taylor Heineke uh, for Carson Wentz is the biggest mistake ever. Uh, Carson Wentz just comes out and has like three turnovers or something, and it's just awful um, against the Browns, who's also equally bad. Um, and we, that was the, we're, we had a chance if we win, we're in the playoffs, I believe, or we we take it to next week where we also have a chance to make the playoffs. But now we're just fully eliminated. And then uh, we came out with. Um, Oh, was the uh have you seen the new mascot for the commanders? No. Uh, hold on, let me let me get a quick search. It's it major w? something. It's a he's a pig. I'll give you that much. Um Oh Lord. Commander's mascot, there we go. We did have Major Tutty. Mets. Major Tutty. Major Tutty, huh? We're about to get a we're about to get a screen share on this. I gotta show the fans this one. It's bad, buddy. It's rough. Being the commander oh, is that rough. Just brutal. It's honestly like Oh my so, gosh. It's so bad, it's hilarious that I'm like almost okay with it. Why'd they have to give him that gut? See, and that's. Love handles. I don't know. Ugh. That's a little. That's horrible. That's a little better. But. I don't know. Lawsuit. Like what is that? Pull up Brett Bielema's wife again. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think HR might get on to us. <laughs> I don't know. That's rough. But yeah, that's all I got. You know, if you want to win, you let four spin. That's all I gotta say. It's that simple. And what's his face? For the 49ers showing the same thing. Oh, He's my gosh. Him and uh, Jared Sidham went for a shootout. Shout out to Jared Sidham, too. Yeah, he came in and played I remember, good. I remember saying Jared Sidham will get drafted. He will be a decent backup just because of how big he is, how good his arm is, and I was made fun of. And for one game... Three years later, he proved me right. <laughs> he played. Did he not play good with the uh, with the Patriots at one time? Pats. He just didn't ever really uh, like get consecutive starts. Yeah. Well, he will next week, and I think he's fine. I mean, he's if you're if you've been in Josh McDaniel's system, I think you're going to be fine. I mean, he had he's had him for what four years now, so. Yeah. Or however long Stetson Bennett's been in the league, so maybe like ten. 
I'm starting to think Josh McDaniel stinks too. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. Cause he, I know he's good as a coordinator. Derek Carr. Yeah, I think I think that's why they're. I think they're going to get rid of Derek Carr. That way, when they bring in a new head coach next year, he can go get his guy. And I guarantee it, the Colts is who trades for Derek Carr next year. Yeah, that, it's I just my, it just makes I'd too much sense. I have on it. It just makes too much sense. So do you think they're going to fire uh, McDaniels? I think so. And it, it's just weird the way that that the you know quarterback situation is, where he just kind of just steps away and they just – it just feels weird. It feels like they're getting rid of Carr and they're going to get rid of McDaniels if I had to guess. They just hired him, though. That's the only – I feel like he hadn't been that bad to where you fire him. I don't know. That team's pretty loaded. Well, I'm not going to say loaded, but that's an above-average roster. Yeah, I think Derek Carr might have been the weak leak. I mean, if you are if you get rid of Derek Carr, like, you bring in, I don't know who you bring in. You bring in somebody, and I feel like McDaniels could make anybody, like an average quarterback, slightly above average. You know what I mean? And with a good roster, you could make him really good. Yeah. I think they have a good roster though. That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think Derek Carr's the guy. I mean he's been there too long. Like they need a fresh start at quarterback. It's possible too. If you do what you always done, you get what you always got. That's facts. Ain't no way around it. But that's all I got, man. Let's get out of here.